I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, everyone, and welcome to The Reluctant Historian. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. I'm your host, Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian, Dakota Lawson. On this podcast, I'll tell him a story from history, and he'll share his unapologetic thoughts and opinions. So, if you love history, or you absolutely hate it, this podcast is for you. So, on today's episode, we are talking about QAnon. Oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, not it's not cool, but like, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a QAnon supporter. I know. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's cool, because we just talked um, briefly about it in, uh, which, which episode did we do that in? Uh, the Satanic Panic. Right, so that was only a few weeks ago. So very cool. I'm excited to learn more because I don't know a lot. Yeah, surface level stuff. So cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know a lot about it either. So well, your information will hopefully tell. Us. I <laughs> hope so. I don't know. It was Did, like you researched this one, right? You're not <laughs> just going to be like so QAnon, <laughs> and then we're just going to riff off of each other and just. <laughs> no, I mean. <sighs> This is, this is the episode where we come up with our own conspiracies about it. <laughs> so uh, uh, I, I hear they uh, dip uh, goats in mustard and then eat them. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. I mean, like, um, to tell you guys about, like, every conspiracy theory that QAnon members believe would, wouldn't, isn't possible. So we're looking more at, like, the history of QAnon and how it became a thing. But I'll tell you a little bit about what they believe, so... Yeah, especially the goat and mustard thing. I mean, you know. Are you cute? <laughs> so sit down, buckle up, and get ready to listen to the history of QAnon. like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement in recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Canada. So Dakota, what's your golden nugget? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. We we just watched episode 5 last night, no spoilers, but oh boy, it was a... Oh, doggy. It was a banger. Yeah. This is like... It slaps, if you will. It slaps. I mean, we went a whole year. I mean, well, the last Marvel movie we got was uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. And it's weird to think that little did we know then that we wouldn't be getting another one until July of this, of 2021, when Black Widow was being released in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So... It's really cool in between those movies to see these. And I will say, I love this format of giving these characters six episodes way more than a movie. Interesting. I think it's so good for storytelling. We're getting to know um, both Sam and Bucky and Falcon and the Winter Soldier just like 
on levels like they were just side characters in the other movies mm. so it's cool to give them a spotlight and learn about their family and like them just like they were working on a boat in this episode spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> it's just cool to see them just like hang out and in a two-hour movie you don't get the chance to really breathe so it's cool to just to like take a moment and just like focus on these smaller stories so yeah, what I mean, what did you think about, about the episode? We didn't really talk about. We didn't actually. Yeah. yeah, well, I was like really out of it last night. Yeah, just just drunk. I was not drunk. <laughs> I don't know. I think I had to take an allergy pill the night before the night. Uh, I think it had I don't know sleeping stuff in it because I was like not. I was not in it to no. win it yesterday. No, you were out of it. Yeah. Um. What did I think of it? I don't know. Like I. <laughs> I really loved WandaVision and I really want to like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But and like I like the way that the that Marvel and Disney um are dealing with hard things. I think that's mm-hmm. super important, but um is you just don't vibe with Sam and Bucky? I love Bucky. Well, and I like Sam too. I yeah. I, I like them both. I don't know. I just there's something about it. I don't know. I'm just like ugh, I'm bored. I'm like mm-hmm. You know, when I think of the Marvel universe, the stories that I really like, I really like like Thor and and Loki and like the Ant Man. I like the like mm, I don't know. You like the weird off the wall stuff. And yes, this is pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think well, that's so. That's why like I a... liked WandaVision so much. It was like we didn't know what the hell was happening. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this, it's very much just a straightforward, you know, Captain America esque. Yeah. Well, and you know that I rated Captain America the lowest on our list of Marvel movies. Civil War? Or no, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. In Civil War, you rank, ranked pretty low. And this is very thematically with Civil yeah, War. Yeah, and so. I don't like... I didn't love that one. So that's probably why I'm not enjoying... Like, I, I get yeah. it. It's a good show. I really like what they're doing. Yeah. I like the characters. I'm just like, this isn't my jam. That's fair. That's fair. But Sorry, baby. It's okay. But next week is going to be... Well, I am excited amazing. to see how it ends. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be super cool. Anyways, enough about that. What's your golden nugget? Uh, so we last night watched all four episodes of The Circle. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. So this is season two. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, all season one um, by myself and you kind of caught bits and pieces. Yeah. But yeah, tell me about what you like about it. Um, well, I, it's just like cheesy reality TV, um, yeah. game shows. And I've never really been into like Big Brother, or The Bachelors or anything, not because I don't think I'd be interested. I just never sat down to watch it. And so, yeah, we've been watching The Circle and I um, I really enjoy it for no reason other than it's yeah. trashy TV and I'm loving it. Yeah, it is. I like that it's not about love, though. It's not yeah. like it's not focusing on the love. It's just f- focusing on like, well, the popularity and how you can like scheme your way to the top, essentially, mm-hmm. or you can do what some people do and just fully be your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, yeah, it's a it is a really good show. Yeah, but very yeah, cool. so I was, I was enjoying it. Good. And I'm excited Wednesday when the next episode, yeah. next four episodes yeah. drop. I mean, you can really tell that we're still recording in a pandemic because we're <laughs> <laughs> all of our golden nuggets. <laughs> the, the, the about TV. It's not like we went out and did this amazing thing. It's like no, we just sat inside. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are getting donuts today. It's true. It's that true. could be a golden nugget. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was just thinking about the donuts. Yeah, they're great. (laughs) Just trailed off there. (laughs) So back in our episode 12, I was talking about the satanic panic, and I was thinking about how there seemed to be connections to now and then. Um, And I did some very surface research into the QAnon conspiracy, which is wild. 
it. Uh, so I wanted to do a full episode on this topic because bruh. It does not make sense. I can't say bruh. I've are just pe- realized. Are people I can't are people say, say are people saying bruh still? <laughs> I I remember a few years ago a friend of mine told me uh, they're like uh, so the, I was saying bro and they're like nah we don't say bro anymore it's bruh <laughs> and now is it bruv or something? I think that's British. Hey bruv, yeah. bruv bruvana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a part of me is actually a little bit afraid to make this episode because QAnon supporters are like fucking. I'm scared they're going to come from us. So if you believe in QAnon, please don't come for me. I'm just giving, I'm just spitting straight facts at you. Or, or we could pull the Iron Man 3 approach and tell them exactly where we live and say, I'm not afraid of you. Oh, (laughs) but then he ended up at the bottom of the ocean. Spoilers for Iron Man 3. Well. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I also don't think we have enough listeners to, like, no. reach QAnon supporters. No, but... Yet. Yet. I mean, maybe this will be the blowout one. This is the one that goes viral. This is the one that, um... Are we, we going to end up on somebody else's murder podcast or something like that? <laughs> so QAnon came for them. Yeah. They, they said, we're not afraid of you. <laughs> yeah, so True Crime Canada or Crime Junkies, if you want to cover us. Yeah. Our murder. Yeah. Please and thank you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, QAnon, in its most basic definition, is a disproven and discredited American far-right conspiracy theory alleging that a secret cabal of Satan-worshipping cannibalistic pedophiles is running a global child sex trafficking ring and is plotted against the former Donald Trump while he was in office. That's, uh, I always, it fascinates me, boggles my mind. Where did this stuff come from? Like, why do these get started? (laughs) Like, who's, like, is that just some guy, like, sitting in his basement and he's like, you know what, I think, and then they just start riffing off each other, I think that uh, they're pedophiles and they, uh, um, uh, what else do they do? Uh, eat babies. Eat, eat babies, you know, that's probably something that the, the far left would do. You hit the nail right on the head, that is yeah. exactly how QAnon became a thing. It's wild. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, it's almost like, just like. I don't know. Do they realize, like, I, I mean, there's just a joke. They're just fucking, I mean, so fucking QAnon idiots is-, <laughs> is what they are. QAnon is also commonly called a cult, which is maybe why they believe these things, right? Like, Well, that's a very cult mind. Yeah, they've been thing. brought into this, right? So, yeah. so where did this giant conspiracy group come from? Well, is, is it the South? <laughs> <laughs> well, as we know from our Satanic Panic episode, conspiracy theories about groups of people harming children have been around for centuries. So this is not a new thing. Anti-Semitic allegations claiming that a secret cabal of Jewish people murdered children began spreading throughout Europe in the Middle Ages. 12th century tropes claimed that Jewish people kidnapped children and drank their blood to perform religious rituals. These fictional blood libel stories persisted up to the 20th century, and these are also kind of like the backbone of the QAnon conspiracy that these people are killing babies. So this is a um, a trope or a belief that has existed for many centuries. It just kind of takes different different forms. Yeah. QAnon folklore is based on these same tropes, including the idea of adrenochrome which is the chemical compound that conspiracy theorists claim is harvested from children and consumed by members of the fictitious cabal. So they believe that this democratic Hollywood elite 
group of Satan worshippers kill the kids to eat this thing called Adrenochrome and get superpowers? I don't know. Well, that's where I've always believed that that's where Ryan Reynolds gets his... Uh, I mean, he must have superpowers. He's just a he's just a dreamboat. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um, it just so okay. So they eat. Sorry, what do they eat? They eat babies to say that again. They they eat babies to get superpowers. Uh, well, I don't actually know what the Adrenochrome does, but yeah, they like Adrenochrome. That's something in a person. That... No, it's not a real thing. But it, like it's not scientifically proven. No, to be no, a but thing. they think it's. Oh a thing. yes. Okay, they think uh, adrenochrome. That sounds. That sounds fancy. I'm sorry. I'm if you're from the south. <laughs> I'm just uh, just having a good time making fun of y'all. Uh, <laughs> like, like 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 that's something that they they would think that it would be like. Well, that sounds scientific. The adrenochrome. They they drink the adrenochrome from babies and then they get their uh, uh, get their superpowers. Yeah, I don't actually know. I should have looked into that. Like, what the heck does the Adrenochrome do? Listeners, if you know, please write in. Yeah. QAnon was once a fringe phenomenon, one that could be easily ignored, but it has recently gone mainstream, especially in 2020, with its supporters flooding social media with false information about the Black Lives Matter protests, the COVID-19 pandemic, and the presidential election. It has now recruited many new believers to their ranks. An NPR poll found that 17% of Americans believed in the core tenant of QAnon, which is a group of Satan-worshipping elites run a child sex ring and are trying to control American politics and media. QAnon is the term for a set of internet conspiracy theories that range in their beliefs, but all come back to that main tenant, the cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. According to QAnon lore, Donald Trump was recruited by the top military generals to run for president in 2016 in order to break up this criminal group of Satanists and to bring its members to justice. So that's kind of why they're obsessed with Trump. They think right. that he's going to, like, save them. He's their savior. <laughs> <laughs> it has its beginnings in the online world of forums and chats, but has, however, seeped insidiously into the offline world. Followers of the movement had participated in the deadly Capitol Hill attack, and other QAnon believers have been charged with kidnappings, assassination plots, and murder. A terrorism bulletin was issued by the Department of Homeland Security in late January, warning about increasing violence from domestic extremist groups, including committees like QAnon. The QAnon conspiracy began with an October 2017 post on the anonymous image board website called 4chan. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> See, I figured you would probably know more about this because I yeah. don't know. Uh, so I've never been to 4chan, but 4chan is the cesspool of the internet. Mm. It's it's if something comes out of 4chan, it's usually not good. Mm. So, I, I mean, that's how apropos <laughs> that something as crazy as QAnon would be posted on 4chan of all places. Yes. Yeah. So it was posted on 4chan by a person named Q who was presumably an American individual. Is it? Is this the... <laughs> wasn't, like, um, uh, the guy who is in charge of, like, James Bond or something like that? Isn't his name Q? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, ju it's just him. <laughs> uh, uh, so they thought it was one person, but it's now more likely that Q has become a group of people acting under the same name. A stylometric analysis, which is where one studies the linguistic and writing styles of Q posts claims to have uncovered that at least two people wrote as Q in different periods. Q claimed that they were a high-level government official with something called Q clearance, 
Q clearance is someone who has top-level defense knowledge and who has access to classified information involving the Trump administration and its opponents in the United States. NBC News reported that three people took this this original Q post and shortly thereafter spread it across multiple media platforms to build an internet following for profit. Hmm, interesting. Q would disseminate his information in things called Q drops. So he would just post random things. There was a Q drop. Why didn't he call them Q tips? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh, yes. You, you totally missed the mark on that one. I just heard this and I I just came up with that real quick. Shows how not clever that guy is. I guess Q. so. Uh, there have been nearly 5,000 Q drops in total, and most of them take a form of cryptid coded messages. And I'll post one on our Instagram page so you can see what it looks like. Many QAnon followers use Q drop apps that collect all of Q's posts into one place and alert them every time a new post arrives. One of these apps actually hit the top 10 paid apps in Apple's App Store before it was pulled down for violating the company's guidelines. These drops are then posted in Facebook groups, chat rooms for the Discord chat app, and Twitter threads, and are then discussed and debated about. So exactly what you were saying, Dakota. These guys just say these random things, and everybody else is like, huh, is this where they eat the babies? <laughs> what? Babies, people eat the babies. That's an interesting Southern accent you got there. Thank you. They, <laughs> um, I mean... I just I, these people I think are so stupid, <laughs> and I'm uh, my first thought when you said they're using Discord is like they know how to use Discord. <laughs> okay, yeah, because it all all started on the internet. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, just weird. It's hard to know how many people believe in QAnon because there's no official membership. Is it like um, is it like in Marvel when they go they whisper Hail Hydra to each other? They probably just like. like Fuck yeah, QAnon. <laughs> Something, I don't know. Uh, but the number is not small and probably in the millions, according to the, an, an article by the New York Times. Before Facebook moved to block QAnon content, some popular QAnon groups on the platform had hundreds of thousands of members, and an internal Facebook study found that thousands of QAnon pages and groups operating on the social network... Sorry, I, I have a question. This is a, just a... This might be a little dumb, but I, I want to just make sure that I'm following exactly. So so these QAnon groups and stuff like that, um, it, are the, these groups the people that are saying that there are the pedophile rings they're like the, so the QAnon would be the far right uh, well it's really not that simple um, no no sorry in okay the the, tr the trump people or whatever like that that is that the um is that the QAnon and what about these like these pedophile child baby eating superpower monsters whatever that we call celebrities what are what do you call them do they they're not QAnon they're not QAnon okay no. I'm just so I was confused. QAnon like believes that they're fighting against these satan baby eating democrats okay so I, it's I, like a good and evil battle and the mm -hmm. QAnon people believe that they're the good right. and the evil is the democrats right okay sorry i was just confused because i was like i was like so is QAnon the the people that are like supporting trump or are they being like they're QAnon over there eating babies no i yeah, get it QAnon trump okay yeah okay so in on an internal facebook um study, they found that there were thousands of QAnon pages and that there were thousands of groups operating on the social network. And in these groups, there were millions of members between them. 
Twitter removed more than 70,000 QAnon-affiliated accounts after the January 6th attack, and some YouTube videos explaining the tenants of QAnon had gathered millions of views before they were taken down last year. So all of this data together brings uh, makes people believe that there's probably millions of QAnon believers. And that's just the content that is explicitly pro-QAnon. There are likely millions more people who believe QAnon-related conspiracy theories, such as the Save the Children movement, which I'm going to talk about a little bit in the later on in the episode. People who actually believe in QAnon may be a more diverse group than you think. Really? It's not just the far-right Trump people. So that's what you were alluding to when you said it's not that simple. Eh? Yes. So according to this article by the New York Times that I've linked in our show notes, yeah. in its infancy, the believers were mainly far-right Trump supporters. But in 2020, the movement has expanded its reach to include health-conscious yoga moms, anti-lockdown libertarians, so a libertarian think like Ron Swanson, Yeah. Um, and evangelical Christians. Unlike the stereotypes of extremist movements, QAnon doesn't appear to be primarily dominated by young men or people experiencing economic pain. There are Harvard graduates and Wall Street executives who believe it as well. QAnon is also developing an international presence and has been embraced by conspiracy theorists and far-right extremists in countries including the UK, Germany, and Japan. That's kind of scary that people that you you know, think are that you that you think, well, going to Harvard and stuff like that, you know, you're thinking, oh, these must be smart people. Nope. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, I think it has a lot to do with the way that we consume social media. Mm -hmm. Um, We get stuck in this like algorithm. And I think YouTube is really bad for it. You know, like you start watching one video and then it shows you more videos that are similar to that. And so you're just shown one point of view. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, most uh, social media seems to be that way. I mean, well, like Twitter, for instance, I only see stuff like when I was on it. It's like I only see like the the liberal side of the mm-hmm. side of things, you know, the left side, because like that's kind of where I am. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just interesting. It doesn't really ever show you uh, show the other other side of things. Yeah. So it creates an echo chamber. Yeah, is totally. what we call that. Yeah, so I think, right, like, yes, you're a Harvard graduate and you are intelligent, but if you're only shown one point of view, you're probably just going to believe that. And then also, too, like, it's 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 a radicalizing movement, and, and we'll talk about about how it creates community and everything going forward. So I think, yeah. I think it's tricky and it, it traps you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I, you've said this before that uh, lots of people don't really know how to think critically mm-hmm. and really well you would think though that a harvard graduate you, you would, would know <laughs> you would think so but i mean there are what was trump's lawyer's name giuliani giuliani he went to school he went to, he did yeah and you know uh and from what i've heard at one time he w- wasn't a huge piece of shit mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> If you want to harken back to those times, you should... Uh, uh, I haven't watched the movie yet, but there is a movie, I think it's just called Rudy, and it's uh, where um, it's a Hollywood movie where it's just the story of Rudy Giuliani, and he's like the heartthrob in it or something Ooh, like that, why? I think. Yeah, I don't know. And who's the guy... Um, uh, what's the name of the school and family guy? Uh, no. no idea. <laughs> uh, it's um, It's on the tip of my tongue. He plays... In Hercules, he plays... 80s james woods james oh. woods plays rudy giuliani okay in it i don't cool. know if you're with james woods no idea who he is okay well he's <laughs> he's in family guy cool great <laughs> can't anyways, wait continue all right so we can trace the origins of the QAnon conspiracy back to october 2016 with the infamous pizzagate 
Pizzagate. Which, for some reason, I thought was when there was that meme of the rat carrying, like, a giant slice of pizza around the subway in New York. But that is not what Pizzagate was. <laughs> that would be funny if that's all That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Pizzagate is not actually um, QAnon, but this is kind of, like, setting the, the like, the... The groundwork of the foundation for QAnon, because we, we, QAnon really kind of starts off in October 2017, but this is kind of what sets it off. Okay. Um, so what Pizzagate actually was, um, a Twitter account that was posting anti-Semitic and white supremacist material falsely claimed that the New York City Police Department had discovered a pedophile ring linked to members of the Democratic Party. This troll shared a screenshot of a Facebook post that falsely stated that the NYPD had found evidence on disgraced politician Anthony Weiner's laptop. Do you remember him? Anthony Weiner's. Yeah, Have he you sent, talked like, about him before? No, he sent a picture of a penis of his penis to somebody. Uh, lots of people are doing that these days. Yeah, uh, I think this was like uh, it was a really big thing. Sent it like he like he was a big high official and he sent it to someone that I think like a it. young child. That's uh, that that sounds kind of familiar but again lots of people are doing that apparently they are yeah you know so anyways this guy was saying that the nypd were going through his laptop and they had found a post that's um that said that hillary clinton was involved in this international child enslavement ring Hmm. at the same time conspiracy theorists on far-right message boards such as 4chan were discussing baseless claims that clinton was allegedly involved in a child trafficking scheme and I don't know. I guess, like, why? Why is this where they, their minds go? But that's where it went. So uh, where, where? Throughout October and November, WikiLeaks had published a series of emails from a former White House chief of staff and chair of Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. These emails had been obtained through a security breach attributed to a Russian cyber spying group called Fancy Bear. <laughs> Hello, we're the famous Russian spy group. Fancy bear. <laughs> Proponents of the conspiracy theory read the emails and said that the emails contained code words for pedophilia and human trafficking. I guess that's where it comes from. They also claimed that Comet Ping Pong, a pizzeria in Washington, D.C., was a meeting ground for satanic ritual abuse. <laughs> there's nothing, you know, there's nothing but like sacrificing children. Just It, it, it just creates this hunger in me for pizza. <laughs> you know let's go to the pizza joint they called got comet ping pong comet ping pong play some ping pong grab a slice sacrifice a child you know it's a wild friday night all in a day's work absolutely <laughs> this story was also posted on fake news websites starting with yournewswire.com and subsequently spread by pro-trump websites which added to the claim that the nypd had raided clinton's property this makes me think more about like how Trump was super obsessed with her emails. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. maybe he was alluding to that rather than her other emails. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I don't know. There's so much going on here yeah. that I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, less than two months later, Edgar Madison Welch, 28th at the time, drove from North Carolina to this DC restaurant, Comet Ping Pong, and entered the building firing an assault rifle. Oh. He was later sentenced to four years in prison on weapons charges. In an interview with the New York Times, he said that he had felt his heart breaking over the thought of innocent people suffering, believing that the restaurant had been a front for the child sex ring. Way to ruin ping pong. Damn. So, October 2017. QAnon truly began on October 28, 2017, when an anonymous poster called Q Clearance Patriot first posted on 4chan. 
The title Q comes from the claim that they had Q clearance, which is a United States Department of Energy security clearance that is required to access top secret information about nuclear weapons and materials. This poster went on to write in a thread titled Calm Before the Storm, which was a reference to Trump's cryptic description of a gathering of United States military leaders. Weeks earlier, on October 5th, President Trump had told reporters, maybe it's the calm before the storm. A reporter asked Trump, what storm was he talking about? And 45 replied, you'll find out. The vague comment didn't seem to reference anything at all, but it sent the members of 4chan and other Trump supporters into a frenzy of theorizing. An internet community then soon developed called Q-Drops around interpreting and analyzing posts attributed to Q, and the storm became a way of referring to an imminent event in which thousands of alleged suspects would be arrested, imprisoned, and executed for being child-eating pedophiles. Q's main topics in those early days were related to Clinton's impending arrest, however she never was arrested, and were an offshoot of Pizzagate. Q-Drops in the fall also focused on George Soros, a Jewish Democratic donor who has frequently become the subject of conspiracy theories, and a Clinton aide named Huma Abdin. As November 2017 rolled around, two 4chan moderators and one far-right YouTuber named Paul Ferber, Coleman Rogers, and Tracy Diaz worked together to grow a wider QAnon audience. These three were responsible for plucking Q-drops of, out of obscurity and spreading them across the internet. The, the moderators were? Yeah. So this guy Q is posting, and they yeah. these two other dudes, Paul and Coleman Rogers, are like, huh, let's, like, amplify Fan the flames. this man's posts. Yeah. So... Or this person's <laughs> posts. So they're doing exactly the opposite of what moderators are supposed to do. And honestly, when you said uh, 4chan has moderators, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah. Wild. Their goal, according to Diaz was to build a following for QAnon, which would mean bigger followings for them as well, causing some QAnon followers to have accused these three of profiting off of the movement. The three then created a Reddit community that was influential in spreading the conspiracy theory until they were banned and the subreddit was closed in March 2018, which Reddit explained was due to the incitement of violence and the posting of private information. Well, good on Reddit. Yeah. This resulted in the spread of QAnon to other social media, including Twitter and YouTube. So why are they not stopping it? Good question. And went on to lay the groundwork for the role of influencers in the spread of QAnon conspiracies. So now we have blog posts, YouTube videos, and podcasts that are dedicated solely to QAnon influencers. <sighs> I know, like, I'm a QAnon influencer. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> like, that's how you're, you're, you're stardom. Like, oh gosh. I mean, I know everybody's like, you know, trying to do the YouTube thing and like find their niche, what they want to do. And they're like, oh, there's a lot of influencers, but like not QAnon ones. So like, that's how I will become my stardom. I guess. Well, that's a good point. Maybe that is yeah. part of it. I Well, I mean, everybody, well, not everybody, but everybody thinks they're special now. That's true. TikTok shows us that, that everybody just is like, I want to be famous mm-hmm. and this is how I'm going to do it. Well, you know, I don't want to be famous. We I know that's why. That's why I did the caveat <laughs> that not everybody, because I was thinking about you, but um, everybody thinks they're special. So, I guess that's a way to become special in a way. <laughs> I guess so. So, um, also, I think now they're on Parlor, but I don't know if Parlor's been like shut down or not. Oh, that's the um, right, it's like the far right Facebook or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think it was shut down around yeah. the attacks, wasn't it? Well, no, I think it got more popular after the attacks. Oh, did it? Yeah, because they were like, oh, we can't be on Facebook, and mm. Trump's not allowed on Twitter, so <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. 
So many of the popular QAnon theories that people who believe and follow QAnon now were not actually created by this Q guy. Um, they were instead spread by popular influencers in the community, including one called Frazzle Drop. What? <laughs> Frazzle Drop. <laughs> yeah, which was a conspiracy theory that falsely alleged the existence of a video that showed Clinton and her aide, Huma, sexually abusing a child before filleting the child's face and wearing it as a mask. The, this. <laughs> so this is something that somebody just came up with. It was like, ah, there's a video of this. And then it ended up being false. Well, obviously it was false. But yeah, like what? Yeah. I just like but wouldn't you be like well show me the video then yeah like show me the video you would think where is this video then and why is nobody else talking about it except for us yeah but that's the point actually that's a really good point Liz um, <laughs> yeah give yourself a pat on the back really good one the point is that they get to this uh, this point in their life where they think that they are the heroes of the story and I mm. and, and, and they think that they're going to rescue the world from the how we're blind to what's actually happening yeah so yeah yeah no that's that's totally true i mean they think well well really everyone is the the hero of their own story you you, these QAnon people they don't look at themselves as the villain Mm -hmm. they They are they're the heroes they think they're the heroes they're the villains of this story but you know you you can always there's always two sides to a story and everybody's most people, I mean, of course, you know, you can admit when you're wrong and stuff like that, but like most people want to justify why they're right, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so that's what's happening is they yeah. just, they think they're the heroes. Yeah. Additionally, the claim that JFK is still alive, because that's one thing that QAnon believers kind of believe sometimes, uh, and the concept of, of adrenochrome were brought to Q by its believers and not by Q himself. As Mike Rothschild a conspiracy theory researcher who is writing a book about QAnon said in a tweet. QAnon first received attention from the mainstream press when the conspiracy theory began receiving traction from the mainstream right. Television hosts Sean Hannity and entertainer Roseanne Barr spread news about QAnon to their social media followers. Oh, like Roseanne? Roseanne? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't this... This was recently, wasn't it? 2018, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, like, she got fired from... uh, She was going to be in the... The Carters the, like the, or something. Yeah, yeah, the reboot or whatever of, of Roseanne, and she got fired Yeah, because she's spreading yeah. stuff that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> but So the part that I thought was interesting about that is that um, Q posts certain things, but his believers, the people that follow him, kind of start making up their own beliefs. Yeah. And that gets spread about through this QAnon conspiracy. In the summer of 2018, QAnon was continuing to grow in popularity as clothing and flags relating to the conspiracy theory began popping up at Trump rallies across the country. And then I'm not totally sure about what happened from the summer of 2018 to yeah. two th- to March of 2020. Yeah, couldn't really find any history about that. But so yeah, to the- 2020 is when QAnon like popped off. Really, I think thinking about their branding their shirts and stuff mm-hmm. like that i think that you know the got milk shirts yeah should be got QAnon. you know <laughs> don't give them any like tips here babe oh, hey i already gave them the q-tip just the q-tip <laughs> <laughs> so yeah my guess is that they were just kind of like farting around on these uh facebook groups and mm-hmm. whatsapp or discord or whatever they were doing uh spreading misinformation and talking about conspiracies and yeah. and what Trump was going to do and blah 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 uh right up to about the COVID-19 pandemic so 
Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what was going on. Right, right. I just want to also say, like, you know, I'm a sellout. Okay. So, if you want to hire me for some branding. Deals. Absolutely not. I refuse to allow that. You do, and I'm going to lock you in this basement. <laughs> Anyways, carry on. <laughs> in the beginning of 2020, when the COVID-19 pandemic began, the QAnon community played a huge role in spreading medical misinformation, which in turn helped to bring more mainstream believers into its fold. Much of the medical misinformation related to the pandemic, including false claims about the safety of wearing face masks, was popularized by the QAnon community. Between March and June 2020, QAnon activity nearly tripled on Facebook and nearly doubled on Instagram and Twitter. Holy crap. Many Canadians have also propagated QAnon conspiracies. Just look at Alberta. And actually Saskatchewan too, because we kind of suck that way. We only have to look to our far-right members to see these beliefs being spread throughout our communities. In the summer of 2020, the movement pivoted its pro-Trump narrative to focus on something called Save the Children, a movement that purports to seek an end to human trafficking. Actual anti-human trafficking advocacy groups have begged QAnon believers to stop clogging their hotlines with false tips. QAnon has gained support by using anti-mask and anti-human trafficking rhetoric, bringing more and more normies, as they're called, into their fold. And this, I think, is in part due to the algorithm that exists on social media. You know, you start watching one YouTube video on a topic, you're shown more and more of that idea, and they perpetuate only one way of thinking, and you're never shown the opposing viewpoint. Uh, So you end up going further and further down that rabbit hole of conspiracies. Um, But it's all that you watch, and so you don't believe anything else, and that, that is kind of scary. Yeah, absolutely. So back to the summer of 2020. While people were marching for Black Lives Matter, a conspiracy theory alleging the Wayfair Furniture Company was selling human children on its website went viral in mainstream social media spaces such as Instagram. A well-known activist tweeted about the high price of storage cabinets being sold by Wayfair. The user pointed out that the cabinets were all listed with girls' names, prompting followers to allege that the pieces of furniture actually had children hidden inside them as part of a supposed child trafficking ring. (laughs) That, I mean... (laughs) that's uh that's stupid uh first i'll say that um ah <laughs> uh, yes this one is the sarah and then it's just like let me out like what that's what they believe like what kids are loud <laughs> i and like and maybe they're drugged i but like eventually they're gonna come out of it unless they're around the clock just like i mean so yeah you're transporting these things across the border whatever whatever you know, eventually the drug's going to wear off and <laughs> the kid's going to go, hey. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> I, oh, 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 that's so dumb. That's all I have to say there. Initially, this tweet gained not much traction until it was reignited on a Reddit discussion group called R Conspiracy. By this point, July 9th, 2020, QAnon followers were making links between the fact that some expensive Wayfair furniture are named after girls and cases of the missing children in the U.S. had same, like, similar names. Some of these matches were found to be S- false. Similar names. No, not- same names, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you know, that's, that's a whole other thing. Okay, yeah, no, carry on. the same names. Some of these matches were found to be false, with the alleged missing people actually never being missing at the time of the conspiracy theory. And one woman actually, where they were like, oh, this lady's missing, or this girl's missing, you know, sh- this is the cabinet that matches her face, or her name. She went on Facebook, did a Facebook Live, and was like, yo, I'm not missing. (laughs) I'm right fucking here. That's, oh, yeah, that's so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. 
Lifestyle influencers, mummy bloggers, and yogis began to spread this type of QAnon rhetoric online. This set of believers are the ones that are most tied to the idea of the secretive, shadowy cabal, rather than the ones that believe Trump is a savior. Sorry, what do they believe then? Uh, they believe in the secretive, shadowy cabal of child sex traffickers. Ah, uh, so they're still crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Although child sex oh, yeah, trafficking for sure, does for exist. Sure, for sure. But, um, you know, to believe that the likes of Ryan Reynolds is eating uh, child equilibriums or whatever the hell. Equili- Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. <laughs> <laughs> so he can gain superpowers and look like that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just, just stupid. Just stupid. Wayfair has explained that the company uses an algorithm to name its products and that other retailers also use first names to brand their products. It is stated that the high prices listed may have led to confusion that people are dumb enough to think, oh, a cabinet shouldn't be $10,000, but that the particular cabinets are large industrial size items meant for business or commercial use. A spokesman told BBC News that we have temporarily removed the products from our site to rename them and to provide a more in-depth description and photos that accurately depict the product to clarify the price point. So these people are like on Wayfair finding a $10,000 cabinet and being like, oh, it doesn't make sense that you would sell a cabinet for $10,000. There must be a child in it. <laughs> Not to be like, oh, maybe like a restaurant's going to buy that. Like, yeah. fucking dumb. And, and also, as uh, as I'm getting into the adult game lately and just, you know, seeing what things actually cost in the real world, yeah, shit's expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So Wayfair was refuting these claims. It doesn't stop. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Didn't stop the QAnon activists who put forward a new theory. Okay. Sorry. I'm just like, <laughs> just like Wayfair, like, how'd they figure it out? <laughs> Carry on. Um, so these new theories, some said that after putting in the skew numbers of specific Wayfair products into a major Russian search engine called Yandex, young women would appear in the search results. This claim is actually true. Hmm. However, it's due to a glitch in the search engine, and you could type in any random number, and pictures of young women would show up, regardless. That's a that's a fucking weird glitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunate that it happened like at the same time. So. That's like like are is are you sure that that that's a glitch or is that someone like um uh back in back in the day when a Disney employee would like they'd be fired and then they'd be like, well, I'm gonna put something bad in your movie. <laughs> And then they would put like you know dirty words in into into Lion King and stuff like that. Well, all I could find is that Yandex now has corrected that issue Mm, uh, because if you type in if you type in random numbers, it's not going to show you pictures of young women. (laughs) What's a what a weird glitch? (laughs) According to Catherine Olmsted, a history professor from the University of California who studies conspiracy theories, says. Conspiracy theorists always manage to spread their theories in the past, but the internet has made this much easier. If you believe in one, you believe in another, and you start collecting them. So to prove that, mentions of Wayfair and trafficking exploded on Facebook and Instagram and on TikTok. 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 Exploded on all of these social media platforms with the hashtags Wayfair Conspiracy and Wayfairgate amassing nearly 4.5 million views. Oh, God. (laughs) Even though several strands of that theory were proven to be false. Political members of Congress in Florida, Georgia, and California also went on to tweet about that conspiracy theory. One of the problems is that this conspiracy theory about the Save the Children uh, has actually been damaging to to the very people that social media users say they're trying to help. 
An increase in calls to the National Human Trafficking Hotline because of this conspiracy theory has put a strain on their resources. And they say that they're unable to actually help people who are actually victims of human trafficking because they're trying to put out fires of this Wayfair conspiracy. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, that's super shitty. <laughs> uh, so a bit of good news. Also in the summer of 2020, tech companies began to crack down on QAnon, which had reached millions of users in Facebook groups. Twitter went on to ban 70,000 QAnon-linked accounts in July, and TikTok banned QAnon-related hashtags that month, followed by a Facebook ban in August, which resulted in in increased moderation and led to YouTube also cracking down on the conspiracy theory in October. So, you know, each different tech company is like, nafam, no more QAnon, and so they just kind of all follow each other and stop allowing QAnon content to be posted. Good. Then... We had the presidential election. I've heard of this before. When Biden won, QAnon believers, like other communities of Trump supporters, did not believe the results. QAnon mythology depended on Trump remaining in office for another four years, and the news that he had lost the election came as a shock. Joining forces with the Stop the Steal movement, QAnon shifted to focus its efforts on voter fraud allegations in order to discredit the election. QAnon influencers popularized the conspiracy theory alleging that Dominion voting systems had interfered in the election. This claim is baseless, and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has stated that the election was the most secure election in American history. The Dominion claim became so widespread that Trump and his lawyer Rudy Giuliani both tweeted about it. Oh, the heartthrob. (laughs) At this time, one in seven tweets about the Dominion claim came from QAnon accounts. These claims by QAnon also contributed to the frenzy that led to the U.S. Capitol riot. Over the course of 2020, Q drops have become less frequent and have stopped altogether on December 8th, after Q posted a since-deleted pro-Trump YouTube video. Q continued to remain silent through the January 6th insurrection on the U.S. Capitol and Biden's inauguration. However, despite him not, you know, giving any of his followers bits of information, he's less and less important to the movement over the years. Um, and you can see that just by the way that their own followers create their own conspiracies that they begin mm-hmm. to be like, this is the thing, um, like the Wayfair one. So this brings us to the Capitol riot in 2021 and post-Trump QAnon. The January 6th attack in which pro-Trump insurrectionists stormed the U.S. Capitol featured many QAnon believers, including the Q Shaman, which is the dude with the weird fur cap. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that guy, the the... Uh, the vegan who was refusing food in uh, in jail because it, it wasn't up to his standards or mm-hmm. whatever. Like <laughs> makes him very sick. Yeah, makes his him mummy so was sick. very oh, sad for him. Oh, what a poor baby! But much to this dismay of QAnon believers, Biden was inaugurated. Trump was not president, and some QAnon followers began to express a loss of faith in the theory, as they thought that Trump would somehow be able to stay in office. A poll done in February 2021 conducted by American Enterprise Institute found that 29% of Republicans believe the central claim of QAnon, that Donald Trump has secretly been fighting a group of child sex traffickers that have included prominent Democrats and Hollywood elites. I'm picturing him like (laughs) Trump dressed as Rambo and just going off into... (laughs) Gross, Rambo, Trump. (laughs) Also, you guys... Fucking Trump doesn't care about you. Yeah. He is not fighting these people because he only cares about himself. So get your facts straight. Recently, 
pastel QAnon has emerged in which they use a feminine-coded aesthetic of an often pastel color palette, aspirational imagery, and design to indoctrinate predominantly women into the QAnon conspiracy theory. And this is done mainly through the use of social media such as Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, YouTube, and TikTok. They also use specific messaging to frame the conspiracies as reasonable concerns. So I imagine being like, don't mask your babies because it's going to make it so they can't breathe. Uh, Facts. <laughs> Facts with Liz. That's what, I've, that's what I've titled this part as. I don't know why I called it that. but <laughs> So there's the end. That's the whole history of it, like okay, how okay. it started and everything. But okay. we have some more information, so some facts. Okay. Spit some facts at y'all. Yeah. Let's uh, spit some rhymes, some facts. <laughs> fa- facts with Liz. Yeah. And go. The QAnon conspiracy theory has been widely characterized as baseless and evidence-free. The people who follow it have been called a deranged conspiracy cult and are some of the internet's most unconventional Trump fans. It is spread mainly by Trump supporters who continually refer to the Great Awakening and the Storm, which is where they believe thousands of members of the secret pedophile cabal will be arrested and sent to Guantanamo Bay Prison or will face military tribunals and that the U.S. military will brutally take over the country. Why would they be sent to Guantanamo? Well, I don't know. I guess that's where bad guys go. Oh. It's like the one prison where you're still allowed to, like, torture people. Yeah. But, like, you can just send people there from wherever in the world? You need to be like, I guess you're going to Guantanamo Bay. Well, it's American, so... Is it? I, I think so. I'm pretty oh. sure. And so, like, yeah, they'd be sending their okay. American... The only thing I know about Guantanamo Bay is Harold and Kumar too. Right. When That's they escaped from I Guantanamo gonna, Bay. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to yeah. reference that. Um, so, yeah, they believe that the U.S. military is going to brutally take over the country, and the result of this will be salvation and utopia on Earth. QAnon's general rules and language are closely related to the religious concepts of millenarianism, and that's the belief that there is a coming transformation of a society after which all things will be changed, and it's also related to apocalypticism, which is the belief that the world, the end of the world is imminent and that the civilization will soon come to a tumultuous end due to some sort of catastrophic global event. These two ways of thinking and speaking have also led it to sometimes being construed as an emerging religious movement. QAnon's adherents, while seeing Trump as a flawed Christian, also view him as a messiah sent by God. <laughs> oh, that's... The theme of this episode is stupid. <laughs> and that is stupid. According to one QAnon video, the battle between Trump and the Kabul is of biblical proportions, a fight for good versus evil. Some QAnon supporters say the forthcoming, forthcoming reckoning will be a reverse rapture, not only the end of the world as we know it, but a new beginning. Some Christian pastors have introduced their congregations to QAnon ideas, with at least one ministry combining QAnon and Christianity in its services, Damn. which I'm pretty sure Jesus would not be into. No, definitely not. QAnon has a number of failed predictions and false claims, um, a few of which I'm going to just share with you because they're interesting. Uh, the first prediction or claim was that Hillary Clinton would be arrested and would attempt to flee the country. That didn't happen. Others included the prediction that the storm would take place on November 3rd, 2017. Nothing happened in U.S. politics on that day. Uh, they believed that people targeted by the president would commit suicide en masse on February 10th, 2018. There was not a huge mass suicide on that day. Uh, they believed that there would be a bombshell revelation about North Korea in May 2018. Uh, nothing happened. Where are they getting these from? They like So, yeah, they read the Q drops and yeah. they look for, like, clues and hints and, like, yeah. Easter eggs, I guess is how I could describe it. And yeah. they're like, oh, that's a code for this. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's so, so, like, so like I, I think back to the, like, the mine, the mine um, you know, 2012 and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, 
I don't know what the ins and outs of it, but it's like, okay, their calendar ends December 21st, 20 or 2012 or whatever, whatever. There's, there's that end of the world kind of thing. But then these guys are just like, ah, I think, uh, uh, she's going to try to flee the country on this specific day or, or month yeah. or whatever. It's like, what the fuck are these coming from? Well, like, cause they think that they have access to certain emails and stuff. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Cause Q has high level clearance. So he right. gets all the secrets. Oh. And so they'll read through these posts that he's made and be like, ah, this is what's happening. There were multiple failed predictions that Mark Zuckerberg would leave Facebook and flee flee from the United States. There were multiple failed predictions that Pope Francis would be arrested on felony charges. (laughs) There were multiple failed predictions that Donald Trump would be re-inaugurated on January 20, despite losing the election. Um, They then believed that Trump would be inaugurated on March 4th. 2021, which I'm going to talk a little bit about because I thought this was like stupid and interesting. They believe that he would be the 19th president. And so Mm -hmm. uh, this stems from the conspiracy theory stating that an act in 1871 made the United States into a corporation and not a country. Therefore, Trump would be the inaugurated as the 19th president after Ulysses Grant and the country would no longer be a corporation uh, and would once again become the country that had been started by the founding fathers. Wait, so any president after Grant guy, uh, this Hugh Grant, if you will, uh, they they don't count? Yeah, so in- they're saying... Including Trump in <laughs> as the 45th president? That is a really good point, Dakota. I know. <laughs> huh. So, the f- <laughs> so, 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 but, so actually, though, like, they're saying, well, well, he wasn't even the president then. I guess, so, yeah. Fuck, like... I, I mean, I'm sure I, they have ways to, like, yeah, well, yeah, get every, around that. Everybody has the, those. Anybody involved in this type of thing um, can just explain away something. Mm-hmm. You know, easily just be like, well, no, this and that and that does that. And it's like, it's all bullshit. So, stupid. Mm-hmm. Just stupid. Mm-hmm. Keep going. On top of these failed predictions, Q has also posted numerous claims that are false, such as the CIA has installed North Korean leader Kim Jong-un as a puppet ruler, uh, the suggestion that German Chancellor Angela, oh, I'm going to say her name incorrectly, Angela Merkel is Adolf Hitler's granddaughter, that Obama, Clinton, and George Soros were planning a coup against Trump, and that Q has claimed that each mass shooting is a false flag attack organized by the Kabul. So this means a false flag attack is an operation committed with the intent of disguising the actual source of responsibility, pinning blame on another party. So, like, essentially, he's meaning that anytime there's a mass shooting, um, the the secret cobble has actually organized that, but they're blaming it on somebody else. <sighs> so stupid. <sighs> just, I just... <sighs> Why do we... I just want to go and live in the woods. <laughs> I don't like this society that exists. Keep going. So, to refute their failed predictions and claims, Q, on multiple occasions, has dismissed their false claims and incorrect predictions as deliberate, saying that disinformation is necessary. Oh, oh. That, that's just... Again, that's what I was saying before. It's just, it's so easy for, you know, if you're a part of a movement like this, you know, to take that, if something doesn't go the way you say it's going to go, just to refute it away, just be like, well, no, we we meant to fool you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's just such a, such a bullshit answer. 
This shows us the self-sealing quality of the conspiracy theory, highlighting Q's use of plausible deniability and noting that evidence against it can actually become evidence of its validity in the minds of its believers. Q's posts have become more cryptic and vague, allowing followers to map their own beliefs onto them. Thus, Q has become an innovator among conspiracy theorists by enthralling readers with clues rather than presenting claims directly. Author Walter Kern says the audience for internet narratives doesn't want to read, it wants to write. It doesn't want answers provided to it, it wants to search for them. And by providing vague and cryptic clues, Q allows for that to happen. Experts have classified QAnon's appeals as comparable to those of religious cults. According to an expert in online conspiracy theories, Rene Darista, QAnon's patterns of enticement is similar to that of cults in the pre-internet era, where, as the targeted person was led deeper and deeper into the group's secrets, they become increasingly isolated from friends and family outside the cult. Online support groups have developed for those whose loved ones have been drawn into QAnon, notably the subreddit rqanoncasualties, which grew from 3,500 participants in June 2020 to 28,000 in October of that same year. Oh, crap. In the internet age, QAnon virtual groups have little real-world connection with each other, but online, they can number in the tens of thousands. According to Rachel Bernstein, an expert on cults, she said, What a movement such as QAnon has going for it, and why it will catch on like wildfire, is that it makes people feel connected to something important that other people don't yet know about. All cults will provide this feeling of being special. And there you have full circle, taking back to what I was saying earlier. Everybody wants to feel like they're special. And this allows them for like yeah. them to feel that. They're in on this thing that not everybody is for and stuff. And so they, they are special and they're smarter than everyone else. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you see videos that have been posted to TikTok, um, mm-hmm. you'll also have people being like, yeah, you are sheeple. Na 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 na. And it's like, well, have you seen? Have you, have you seen these videos? Yes. Like, do they pop up? Well, usually, because um, my algorithm on yes. TikTok is like very liberal, but yeah. so it'll be like liberal people, um, like Reacting duetting or yeah, yeah, yeah. So being okay. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like harkens back to the idea that they are so special that they know about this storm that's coming and like mm-hmm. us sheeple don't know anything about it. Yeah. So we're dum-dums. Yeah. Um, scarily, there is no self-correction process within the group. Um, since the self-enforcing true believers are immune to correction, fact-checking, or counter-speech, which is drowned out by the cult's groupthink. Yeah, they, do, they don't like being fact-checked. <laughs> no. <laughs> QAnon's cultish quality has led to its characterization as a possible emerging religious movement. Another part of its appeal is its game-like quality, in which followers attempt to solve riddles presented by former Q-drops by connecting them to Trump speeches, tweets, and other sources. Some followers use something called a Q-clock, consisting of a wheel of concentric dials used to decode clues based on the timing of Q-drops and Trump tweets. I was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Like, I don't even know. Oh, so stupid. According to a conspiracy theorist writer, Travis View, he says that this is as addictive as a video game, and it offers the players the appealing possibility of being involved in something of world historical importance. According to Travis, you can sit at your computer and search for information and then post about what you find, and Q basically promises that through this process, you are going to radically change the country inside this incredible, almost bloodless revolution, and then be part of this historical movement that will be written about for generations. So I I hate to tell you quacks, but <laughs> um, you're not gonna be written how you think. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
perfect. We're on the same page, yeah. obviously. But like, <laughs> you were going to be written down in history as these quacks that failed in their mission. Yeah. So have fun with that. Yeah. But like, okay, so I do just want to take a moment to be like, it's kind of sad when you, mm. like, taking out all of the harm and the violence and everything that they've caused, because I really do think that they are a negative, that this conspiracy theory is a negative to our society and isn't helping us. But it does worry me, like, that these people are getting caught in this, right? Like, they are looking to have meaning in their life. And this is where they're finding it in this QAnon conspiracy. Like, they're sad people. There's yeah. something missing in their life to want to go that way. So, totally. I mean, it, whether it's like an unfulfilling job, relationship, something is not there for them. And this helps them feel a part of something. Yeah. So. And that makes it really easy for them to fall into this like whole uh, conspiracy QAnon thing. And, and that is where you get extremists, like where you get mass shooters and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like. They don't know how to deal with these problems that they're going through. And it's like, we need to be addressing these things. Like, mm -hmm. you need just clamping down on QAnon and being like, yo, we can't post it. Yeah, that's good and should be done. But we need to have, like, people being taught how to think critically and how to support these people that are struggling. Like, we just don't do a good job of that. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, I shouldn't be, you know humanizing QAnon followers but i am yeah fuck them <laughs> but, but you do bring up a good point just that they there's there's something missing and it doesn't justify what they are doing but you know we live in a society that I've, that's what uh, just cut that out but <laughs> that's the classic joker line um yeah i don't know there's something missing in their lives and that drives them to want to feel they feel like they found something. Absolutely. And on their off time, when they're not at their miserable job or miserable whatever else, they're finding meaning through doing this. And it sucks that uh, th that this is where they found their meaning in this uh, stupid, stupid thing. There have been a number of incidents that have occurred due to belief in QAnon, such as the Hoover Dam incident in June 2018, when Matthew Philip Wright was arrested on terrorism and other charges for driving an armored truck containing an AR-15 and a handgun to the Hoover Dam and blocking traffic for 90 minutes. He said he was on a mission involving QAnon to demand that the Justice Department release the OIG report or the conduct of the FBI agents during the investigation into Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server. Since a copy of the report had been released the day before, the man had been motivated by a Q drop, which claimed that the released version of the report had been heavily modified and that Trump possessed a more damning version but had declined to release it. In a video recorded inside his armored truck, Wright expressed disappointment that Trump had not honored a duty to lock certain people up, asking him to uphold his oath. Again, back to the um, hero of your own story. Can you imagine, like, just imagine the prep work that, that this Wright guy went into just, like... He's like, yeah, I'm on a mission. And he like just goes into it like he's the he's the star of his own action movie. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets sent to jail. Yeah. So just, yeah, wild. In May 2019, a fundraising event at Grass Valley Charter School in California was canceled as a precaution. This came about due to a tweet by former FBI head James Comey on April 27th, who had used the hashtag five jobs I've had and in which the first letters of the jobs were GVCSF. This was interpreted by QAnon followers as a veiled reference to Grass Valley Charter School Foundation, suggesting that Comey planned to stage a false flag terror attack at the event. 
The hashtag was also interpreted by QAnon adherents as an anagram of five jihads, and the timestamp on the post was related to the 9-11 attacks. The police and FBI received warnings in addition to the school, which decided to not take the risk of internet vigilantes attending to guard the place, as a police sergeant put it. In March 2019, Anthony Comello of Staten Island, New York, was charged with the murder of Gambino crime family underboss Frank Cali. According to Comello's defense attorney, Anthony had become obsessed with QAnon theories and believed that Cali was a member of the deep state. Camillo was convinced that he was enjoying the protection of President Trump himself, so he attempted to place Cali under a citizen's arrest. He allegedly shot Cali ten times. Camillo displayed QAnon symbols and phrases and MAGA Forever scrawled on his hand and pen. He also posted material on Instagram praising Fox News personalities such as Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and Janina Perro. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> In April 2020, a woman named Jessica Prim was arrested and found to be carrying several knives after live-streaming her attempt to take out presidential nominee Joe Biden. Prim was arrested in New York City on a pier where she appeared to have been trying to get into the U.S. Navy hospital ship, the Comfort. QAnon had claimed the ship was used by the cabal of pedophiles. During her arrest, Prim was reportedly shown crying and asking police, have you guys heard about the kids? Before her arrest, Prim had posted to Facebook that Hillary Clinton and her assistant Joe Biden need to be taken out in the name of Babylon. I can't be set free without them gone. Wake me up. Her Facebook page was filled with references to QAnon, and she encouraged her Facebook followers to check out QAnon clues. So, to end with, a common misconception is that QAnon is a purely political movement, but it functions for those who believe in it as both a social community and a source of entertainment. Some people have compared QAnon to a massive multiplayer online game because of the way it invites participants to co-create a kind of shared reality with recurring characters, shifting storylines, and intricate puzzle-solving quests. QAnon has also been compared to a church in that it provides its followers with a social support structure as well as an organizing narrative for their everyday lives. In the end, it's true that much of QAnon's subject matter is recycled from earlier conspiracy theories and is rooted in anti-semantic tropes that date back centuries. But QAnon is fundamentally an internet-based movement that operates in a different way and at a different scale than conspiracy theories and movements in the past. QAnon is deeply participatory in a way that few other popular conspiracy theories have been. Followers congregate online to decode the latest Q posts, discuss their theories about the news of the day, and bond with their fellow believers. But then there's also the basic danger of what QAnon followers actually believe. It's one thing to have a polarized political disagreement with heated disagreement, but it's another to have millions of Americans who think, with complete sincerity, that the leaders of the opposition party are kidnapping and cannibalizing innocent children. Combine those violent paranoid fantasies with the fact that QAnon followers have been charged with committing serious crimes in Q's name, and it's no wonder that people are worried. So Dakota, what do you think? Okay, I have my rating. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Tell me your rating. I'm going to give this a 9.6. Oh my gosh! That's your highest, I believe. Yeah. All you got really excited to. A 9.6. Goat heads covered in mustard out of 10. That's not a real conspiracy theory. It is now. So I just want to start by saying it's it's messed up that Joe Biden likes eating goat goat heads covered in mustard. Stop it! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but in actuality, it, this this was super fascinating. Um, it really shows that people don't know how to think critically, and I don't know where that like 
needs to change how that gets implemented to like there's so many people that just don't know how to do it and uh this QAnon, why I think that part of why it's so successful is, like you were saying, like what you read about uh, it being like a massive multiplayer online game, that shit's addictive. Yeah. And getting to feel like you're a community and a part of something, you know, I I think, like you said, it, it differs from a lot of these other cults or what whatever you want to say, uh, because there's so much participation in it, which makes you feel as a QAnon member, that you are a hero in this story, that you can make actual change, which is something that people, especially in America, I'm finding just with how polarizing this election was, is that people don't feel like they have any power. Mm, That's a really good point. And this feels like they're doing something to make a change. Wow, that's really insightful. Thanks. I, I felt it like I, while I was saying it, but like... You're so smart, baby. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Anyway, so yeah, just an interesting thought. But yeah, I, I, I mean, it was just uh, to, to speak to the episode overall, though, I found that really fascinating. Obviously, I gave you my best writing yet. And, uh, you know... <laughs> Listeners are going to start to wonder, like, hey, he's only been giving good ratings lately. You know, what is he afraid to afraid to sleep on the couch one night out of the out of out of the year? But I will say you've been doing a great job with these episodes. You've really stepped it up from Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know I'm going to have to come up with something really boring to talk about. Yeah. Like I just like balance it out. I know we, we I because the thing is like maybe maybe you're just starting to love history. Well, you didn't let me say what I was about to say, which okay. is, I still don't like history. <laughs> <laughs> but the the listeners are going to think that I do. So I want you to listen to me right now, listener. I still hate history. <laughs> but my wife does a pretty damn good job at telling me stories about it and making it interesting. Plus, I make jokes along the way that, uh, you know, help keep me happy. Well, listeners, if you think you have... Uh... A topic that will give us a five rating. Please write in and let yeah. us know. Send us your real stinkers. I want to just hear <laughs> hear about, you know, the... Just give me, like, the, the American Revolution or something like that. You know, just tell me about... Barf, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Neither do I, but that would get a pretty low rating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, great work. Yes. Um, also, listeners, we wanted to let you know we have a fun topic coming up for episode 20. So stay tuned for that. All right. Yes. I, listeners, am going to be the teacher of episode 20. What am I going to teach her? Probably something nerdy. And, you know, you you may not give a shit about what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> but it's going to enter- entertain me. So that's all that really matters. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so make sure you're listening for that. It's uh, yeah, so coming up soon. We're, what are we on right now? Uh, so this one is episode 14. So we got six more. Right, so I got six weeks to prepare. Yes, I but but just like I did in history class, I'll, I'll probably procrastinate <laughs> the night before. Like, yeah. Oh, I gotta to get this to ready. <laughs> yeah, okay, oh. okay. Take take us home. Well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
leave us a review or tell your friends about us. And feel free to check us out on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian. And if you have any things that you may have noticed that we got wrong or you have any show ideas, real stinkers, feel free to send us them at thereluctanthistorian at gmail.com. So we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. And seriously, try out some goat head and mustard. It just really (sighs) goes down smooth. Hey everybody, I'm Eric Erickson, host of The Open Highway. You know, I've had some incredible adventures in my life, and along the way I learned a little bit about everything, which, to be honest with you, is just enough to get me into trouble. But I bring that with me when I sit down with guests from the worlds of politics, news, science, current events, entertainment, and more. The Open Highway with Eric Erickson. Join me on The Open Highway, and let's have a conversation. Find it wherever you get your favorite podcasts.